This is Continuing the Conversation, a podcast series brought to you by the Surface Navy Association. This is Captain Paul Wren, United States Navy retired, as we wrap up this first uh, podcast. And I'm here today with three outstanding women, uh, BM1, Cheryl Shaw from the Whidbey Island, the, uh, the 2019 Zumalt Award winner, which is absolutely superb, retired Captain Donna Looney, who had a distinguished career as an ESG commander and somebody who tremendously supported forces in the Middle East during uh, Iraqi freedom, and then Vice Admiral Mary Jackson, who's at Scenic and just an absolutely outstanding naval officer who's had a remarkable career. Now, all of these women have had very distinguishing careers, but all of them have, have had very distinctive issues to deal with in their pursuit of their career. And I'd like to go around the, around the room and talk to them a little bit about something we talked about earlier, and that is life balance and how do you stay focused on a career in the Navy how it's important and how you keep everything balanced. So, Cheryl, since you you given first the last time you get to start, okay? Thanks, Paul. So, my work-life balance has evolved a lot since I've been in. Um, I recently have my own small family, but when I first came in, to me, it was the support from my, my parents who really pushed me through. I was for deployed Navy, and I wasn't very good at balancing work and life. I had no life. My life was my work. So I buried myself in the command and worked through that. But it worked for me. I, I was okay with that. I didn't miss out on anything. I didn't have a hard time with that. That was what I wanted to do. I was more career oriented and career focused. And what could I do for my sellers and to better my career to ensure that I could make 20 of this at least. Um, that has since changed significantly. I have a three-year-old little girl who I had a hard time conceiving. Um, and then I had a hard time keeping her alive. She was born eight weeks early, spent a month in the NICU, and obviously your work-life balance changes with that. I was at a sea command with the CBs when I had her, so when she was a year old, I went back to a ship to finish that sea time. Or sea time. Um, if I did not have the support of her dad, my fiance, Clarence, then I wouldn't be able to do it. He is my work-life balance. Um, there are days where I don't make time to text or call and say, hey, I'm not going to make it for dinner. Eat without me. And he understands that. I have a hard time making time for myself because I don't feel like I give them enough of me in between all of the demands that I have to meet for my ship um, and just throwing myself into making sure things are running the way they should be there and taking care of those responsibilities. So having a family that fully understands that, hey, I haven't called you in two months to check in, but you know I'm still here and I appreciate your support. And having a fiance that just knows that he can hold it down or let me sleep in on a Saturday when I'm actually off, that's, that's my balance. So I think it's different for everyone, whether you are single, married, whatever, you all have to find a life it's easy to sit here and say, make time for you. We all know we should make time for you. But whenever it comes to actually doing it, whenever you're passionate about something and you know that you need to kind of throw yourself into something, it's a lot harder to do. And it's something I'm still trying to figure out. Okay. Thanks very much. That's terrific. <clears throat> and, and Captain Looney, give us your insight. Well, I don't think I did a very good job in terms of work-life balance in my early years as a as a SWO, um, as I said when we talked earlier, 
in those years, you really felt you had to be 100% involved in that job um, at the loss of anything else. But I think as the Navy matured in, under, in its approach towards work-life balance, and this isn't just for women, it's for, for everyone, I think I began to try to come to terms with that and balance more. Now, granted, it was much later in my career, so I'm probably not a good example of work-life balance, but uh, I think now the Navy does provide so much more than we had in those early years to enable you to make those decisions to have that balance. Okay, that's, I think that's terrific. Um, Vice Admiral Jackson, could you add to that? Um, I can. I guess what I do, what I first want to take a moment to say is is it, it's it's really special for me to be sitting here with Captain Looney and and BM One because they kind of represent for me two bookends of my career. Um, Donna Looney was one of those pioneers, still is one of those pioneers, who when I was a JO and I was looking for women out there who were just knocking it out of the park and um, doing really well, someone who could be a role model, Donna exactly. Looney was exactly that. And, and it was her accessibility and approachability to be able to talk to her and, and um, have her there was part of kind of that balance. So knowing that she had done it and the fact that she would be willing to have those conversations, I remember, you know, from my, my young days. And then you listen to the story that Boats just told and um, where we've come and the support that you've gotten and what you've navigated, um, I think is, is the other bookend of, of where we are and where we're going, the future of our Navy. And um, that really just warms my heart and uh, inspires me. You both inspire me so much. Thank so I'm so, much. so thankful. Um, you know, this balance piece, I, I was very, um, I, I sympathize with some of the comments that, that Boats made as a, as a mom um, trying to find that balance. And, and it is kind of a, a, something you work towards every day, right? To try to make sure that you're not selling anything short, whether it's in your, your, uh, relationship with whoever your significant other is. Um, you know, in my case, I have an amazing husband who's been incredibly supportive. Um, and, and the kids, and now as uh, my kids are both 20 and 16 respectively, and looking at them and seeing that, that uh, they're not all messed up because of the career that I had. And, and you know, Boats, you'll see this as, as, as uh, um, your children grow older. But um, when you start to hear them um, comment on the values that have been important, you know, as I hear them comment on things that I value, like service, uh, a higher calling, the same kind of core values, you see your kids start to embody that. It's, uh, it's a validation that, that um, you're a role model for them, a really important role model. And so um, it, it's okay. I do think that when it comes to balance, especially as a mom, and I do think there is a gender component to this, um, that something that we wrestle with as moms is mom guilt. And we beat ourselves up 
more than you can imagine. And that is, that is the danger of um, trying to, to find balance is we will put ourselves last. The job, the husband or significant other, the children, sometimes our parents, again, you know, whether or not you're dealing with ailing parents, maybe that other um, colleague who's looking for mentorship, they, all those, sometimes the cats or the dogs come before you will find time for yourself and um, carve out time for yourself. But if you, if, you know, I know for myself, if I'm not well rested or um, kind of on an even keel, then everything else takes a toll. So you have to, and I admit I'm sometimes a hypocrite on this, but you have to carve out time to take care of yourself uh, on this balance piece where everything else will kind of get off kilter pretty quickly. Um, in, in lines with what she said, I think the mom guilt hits it head on. I, I feel guilty for staying at work too late. I feel guilty for going home at a decent time. I feel guilty for sleeping in on that Saturday. It, it doesn't go away. You're, you're going to be the hypocrite that can tell other moms, hey, I know how you can get healthy and what you need to do, but at the end, you're still going to turn around and do it the way you do. And that's okay. You don't have to figure it out right away. I'm, I'm three years into this mom thing and don't quite have the being one and being a mom thing. It changed my aspect. I treat my sailors completely different. I am mama boats until I'm angry, and then I'm that stepmother in there, and, and they know. But but I think it's given me that sense of it's helped define me as in a, I take care of my sailors more, like my sailors and everyone else comes first. And, and you're not going to find that balance right away, but that's okay. It's just knowing that you need to and figuring out how, how do I do it eventually and, and identifying that you, you do have somewhere to work on. Stop beating yourself up. We are our biggest critics and, and it doesn't stop. We are all awesome. Find ways to empower each other and bring each other up. And I think that's the best thing you can do is finding that person. I mentioned it in my podcast before, or when we talked before, I didn't have a lot of female role models enlisted to look up to when I first came in. So that was really what drove me to want to stay in and be a BMC, if anything, not just stay in and, you know, be a leader, but I wanted to be a boss me. I wanted to be that model because this isn't a man's job. There's not a man's. It's it's just a job. And if you like doing it, you can do it too. So just figure it out. You'll get, you'll figure it out when you do, and it's okay. Okay, well that's great. I'm not even going to ask you the next question because I think you already answered it. But I'm, I'd like to wrap this up and thank you all for your time, for your candidness, and for your uh, very special expertise. Uh, so I'd like to, Donna, since, since Mama Boats already, already answered this question, I'd like you to, to provide advice, or, and, and it doesn't have to be you know, long drawn out or anything else, looking at young women in the Navy, but another group of women, women that aren't so young in the Navy, who are trying to figure out what their balance is, if that's the case, of where they want to go and what they want to do. I thought Mary really laid this out when she said the grass isn't always greener on the other right. side. And that's the biggest thing. People say, oh, you know, get out of the service and, and whatever. There are a tremendous number of women that are trying to make that decision now. And if you were to give them advice, just like, like Boats did, what would you say to them? I think the advice I give would give with regard to balance um, is not just for women, but for women and men, single and married. Um, have something else in your life 
besides your job. Absolutely. Wherever you are, whatever city you're in, get involved in something. Get involved in a sport. Go out and explore that city. Bring something else to your young, to, to the people that you lead besides all I do is my job. So the balance has to be, and, and, and this is something that I began to slowly move into as I um, grew up in the Navy. If all you are is, is, is your job and that's all you bring to the people that you're going to lead, then you really are one dimensional. You need to bring the rest of your life, your family, your experiences, the town that you live in, the sport that you're involved in, the books that you read, the person that you are, a whole person that you're bringing to the job, I think that makes you a better leader. I think that makes you someone that the young people can then look up to to say, hey, there's more to this than just working nonstop on that particular ship. There's more to this than just working weekends and beating myself up. Look at how much fun there is out there. I can ha I can have all of this. So it's so balance is more than just life balance and decisions that a woman makes. It's decisions that everybody makes, and it's more than just family. It's the balance of yourself as becoming a whole person. That's what you bring back to the command and to your people. Right. Thanks, Admiral. What would you like to add to all of that? So I'll make it short, but so first of all, that was kind of, uh, I just had a flashback what, what Donna just went through. I felt like I had heard from her before. Um, so really powerful. And I think it also, to your point, it's not just young sailors who need to That's hear right. this. It's us old ones too. That's so right. what Donna just said is, is a reaffirmation and a reminder, even in my job now, I have to police myself. And that's what I would say would be what I would foot stomp is is it has to be this this idea of being more than just a workaholic has to be intentional, especially today, unlike when we were on ships that didn't have email and didn't have, um, you know, such easy access. We live in such a saturated uh, environment with so much information that that can be so consuming. So the ability to police oneself to make sure that you're leading on the deck plate, seeing sailors, talking to sailors, talking to, you know, in my case, I have a lot of civilians that work for us, talking with them, um, finding time in your personal life to, to work out, do yoga, journal, um, communicate with those that you love, do a sport, church, all those things like, like Donna just mentioned. It has to be intentional and you have to police. I use the term police very intentionally because there's an accountability piece to this. And if you can succeed in doing that, and some days you may be really good, and some days you may not, um, but it needs to be something that is a priority for all of us. Well, it's been an honor to be here. <laughs> you three incredibly outstanding women. And uh, I want to thank you for the Surface Navy Association for your candidness, uh, but also for your, uh, your femininity, your strength, and your leadership, and, uh, and all you've given the country. So thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you, thank Paul. You, Paul. Thank, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for continuing the conversation with us. For more information about this podcast and the Surface Navy Association, visit NavySNA.org. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Until next time, fair winds and following seas. Thank you.